Greetings, everyone on the internet. I'm your host and Geek Master Jamie Toon, and this is Geek Trivia Online. Today we've got two teams of geeky geniuses ready to go head-to-head in a no-holds-barred trivia battle to the death. Or at least, to the pain. Joining me today, we have... Team 1 is Aaron Abushan and John Ruskisich. Aaron, why don't you tell us... Thanks for having me here. Aaron, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Hello, hi. Uh, I'm Aaron Abushan. I'm a lot of things. One thing I am is a co-host of the Discover the Horror podcast. Also, uh, I guess I'm the guy that got this thing started on the ground. Uh, Geek trivia that we started in St. Louis um, started 10 years ago last December, so... You're listening to a podcast with a rich and varied history. That is true. He started it. Uh, me and our other guest, one of our other guests tonight, uh, Kevin, took it over, um, and it's still going strong. And then, uh, John, why don't you tell us something about yourself? Yeah, I'm a geek isolating here in St. Louis, Missouri, and thank you very much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. This would be super fun. Um, as Aaron mentioned, this um podcast takes place because of a uh, pub trivia night that we run and all kind of converged on and have been going strong for a while. Um, Our other team is my co-host of that trivia night, which is Kevin Hamill, and his teammate is John Loferswiler. Kevin, why don't you tell us something about yourself? Uh, My name is Kevin. I'm here in St. Louis along with Jamie and the rest of the crew, and uh, as they said, I am one of the live hosts for Geek Trivia here in St. Louis. And I have nothing else going on in my life. <laughs> nothing at all, I'm sure. All right. And uh, John, why don't you tell us something about yourself? Hey there. I'm John Lauferswiler. Uh, prior to the, in terms of geeky stuff, uh, prior to the plague, I had a, a string band where we would take the lyrics from songs in Tolkien novels, you know, the dwarves singing or whatever, and set those to old time string band. So. We still got money in the bank, so hopefully the Lonely Mountain String Band will will return once uh, things are are friendlier. And then this summer, uh, Chaosium's role playing game Quest Worlds that is being released. Uh, I was a small contributor to that, and I'm looking forward to getting my first copy uh, this May uh, up in Ann Arbor. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to actually catching you guys out live once the world is a safe place to go into again. All right. Well. Uh... We are here for a reason, and that's to play some trivia, and here's how the game works. The first team will pick from our list of six categories. Each category has five questions, and teams will alternate answering them for ten points each. Then, the other team will pick a category and repeat the process. After four categories have been completed, we enter Thunderdome. Here, teams will have a chance to pick up an additional 50 points, but team members must answer questions individually. At the end, we'll total the points and see who comes out ahead, and one team will be the winner. Alright, so we randomly determined today, and today Aaron and John will be going first. Um, your categories today are The Big Sleep, It's Not the Fall That Kills You, Gaze Into My Ball, Disney's Parting Words, Band Geeks, and Rock'em Sock'em. Uh, Aaron and John, you it is your turn. You pick a category, and we will start the game. Well, uh, they all look interesting. John, do you have any that jump out at you? I'm looking at The Big Sleep. Um, just because that sounds, sounds interesting. What's that? Sounds really sounds good to me. Let's steer clear of Disney's parting words. <laughs> yeah, okay. The big sleep. Big sleep. It is okay. So, question number one. And this is for Aaron and John. Um, this category is going to be all about death. Number My one, favorite. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, a fitting way to start off a podcast in 2022. Number one, what author's death? 
was written as always speaking in all caps and was fittingly played by Christopher Lee in a 2008 TV adaptation of one of his novels. 2008 adaptation of one of his novels. Played by Christopher Lee. Speaking in all caps. Oh, I wish this was our question. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, you'd think that I would have have better luck with a Christopher Lee question, but I really don't know. Um, I guess we could just guess somebody. Um, speaking in all caps. I don't know. All right. Uh, you guys have a guess or? I defer. Um, an author that speaks in all caps. I don't know. Uh, no, no guess. All right. Uh, sounds like Kevin, you guys had it. You know what the answer is? Uh, it's Terry Pratchett, correct? It is Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett from, the, never gotten that. from the Discworld books, his um, version of death always speaks in all caps. Okay, so that's isn't, a mission for you. He isn't yelling in all caps, though, just really emphatic. No, he's just <laughs> very in- intense, yeah. All right, Kevin and John, this next question is for you. Number two in the big sleep category, the Black Rabbit of Death is the animal version of the Grim Reaper from what Richard Adams novel? Uh, is that who wrote Watership Down? That's the only rabbit. That would be my guess as well as Watership Down. All right, why don't we go with that? Okay, you guys going with Watership Down? Sure. That is correct. That is 10 points for Team Kevin and John. All right, back to Aaron, back to Aaron and John. Uh, number three here. What video game series has Death appearing as a boss in over 25 different titles, usually flying around throwing spinning sickles? Don, you got a thought on that one? I don't. Um, First of all, I would say who has a lot of titles? Uh, I was thinking maybe Castlevania, but I am... I was thinking that or Final Fantasy. Uh, You're talking to a guy who doesn't really play video games, so a difficult one for me, but... um, yeah, Castlevania sounds good. You guys can go with Castlevania? Sure. sure. That is correct. Castlevania is right. All right, so that's 10 points for Aaron and John. Um, now we're back over to number four, and this is for Kevin and Aaron, or Kevin and John, sorry. What symbol does Death of the Endless from the comic Sandman wear on a necklace around her neck? My memory is that it's an Ankh. What, do you, what is your I, memory? I am also thinking Ankh, Yes. Okay, let's go with that. Uh, the correct answer is Ankh. Good job. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the final question of the round is back to Aaron and John. Number five, what veteran actor plays death in the 1993 film Last Action Hero? I have never seen the 1993 film <laughs> The Last Action Hero. I have not either. So It wow. is shockingly good, I will say that. It is. I don't know why that one missed me. It's strange that it has because I feel like, well, that was about the time that I was switching over to not watching sort of mainstream stuff. I remember the last big Hollywood movie I saw was uh, the Michael Keaton Batman, and then there was about at least half a decade there where I didn't see anything that came out of Hollywood. So I'm old, by the way, if that's that not was, clear. That was when you really got into Bollywood, right? Yep. Yeah. Nothing like singing, dancing, and talking <laughs> directly to the screen for me, my man. Absolutely. Who needs a fourth wall? That thing. I'm sorry. F that thing. Um, <laughs> That's how beep it clean, out. Clean I'll beep cast. it out. To heck with that thing. There you um, go. 
Or are we avoiding the e-tag? Is that what we're doing here? <laughs> eh. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll beep out anything I feel the need to beep out, so. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no fourth walls here. Nope. Heck with those balonies. <laughs> um, I don't know who would be the right answer. And I probably am not allowed to Google it. So, John, do you want to guess? <laughs> um, I don't have a good guess. So, no. Max von Sydow. Max That's von Sydow. Okay. That's a great guess. <laughs> um, very good guess. And not too far off, honestly. The answer is Ian McKellen. Uh, I was like, you know. who the hell's not far off of Max von Sydow? But you're right. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, faced. <laughs> not 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 too dissimilar. All right, so at the end of that round, um, Kevin and John came out with 20 points. Aaron and John came out with 10. And now we're going on to round two. And uh, Kevin and John, it is now your turn to choose a category. Well, Kevin, you're more familiar with how these uh, categories go in this scene. So I've, I will say you go ahead and, and pick what's seems like a good category uh i've i've been doing this for 10 years with jamie and aaron and i'll be honest with you i still can't figure out half the time what their category means <laughs> um but i wouldn't mind uh the it's not the fall that kills you that seems like an interesting one all right how about seasonal o- seasonal autumn dishes <laughs> yes it's not the fall that kills you it's spring um okay so this question is about um characters who have fallen to their deaths um, oh. So keeping the <laughs> jovial theme of the first episode here going, uh, you guys get question number one. What high priest of Kali probably died from his fall from the rope bridge in Temple of Doom, not from the crocodiles below? I believe that's Mola Ram. I, I concur. That is Mola Ram. Mola Ram is correct. Good job on that one. Um it was fun to watch the crocodiles thrash around at the bottom of his body, though. So, <laughs> um, all right. So now, Aaron and John, you guys get number two. <clears throat> it's not Lucky Chris. Number two. Lucky number two. It is the twenty second that we are recording this of the two thousand and twenty two. So, it is not Christmas until what German thief meets his end after falling from the towering Nakatomi Plaza. Of course, my uh, blank. What? My brain just went blank. I would know his name any other day. Yeah, I can't think of his name either. And, I'm, and what's weird is my brain is transposing the name of Doctor Gruber from Frank or from uh, Hans Gruber. Hans Thank Gruber. You. It is Hans Gruber. Yeah, it is Hans Gruber. <laughs> All right, it is indeed Hans Gruber. Good, good grab on that one. Or Hand Gruber, <laughs> as it says in my typo-written notes. Hannah. Hand. Oh, Hand Gruber. Hand Gruber. You know that profession that is no, no longer around. A hand gruber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I've decided now that uh, so for the topical. So with COVID now, I'm trying to keep people away from me. So my new strategy is just to smile vacantly and smell my hand. Just that's my new strategy. <laughs> that's a good just one. Smile weird at people and then smell my hand and then make a lot of eye contact. Yeah, a yeah. lot, a lot of eye contact. Well, a lot man, of eye. That contact. just makes me want to hug you. So <laughs> <laughs> the eye contact is good, especially if you can just not blink for minutes on yeah. end. Just crazy wiggly smile, sniff in the hand, make the smile kind of pop a little bit when you when you get the contact, and then and then eye contact and repeat. Yep, hmm. it's, it works. People, people start putting on their masks. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, and if they not if they don't, then you start reaching out with that hand. Okay. You want to give this whiff to smell like people to you? Yep. <laughs> 
All right, uh, Kevin and John, you guys get question number three, and not the fa- it's not the fall that kills you. Number three. All right, future boy, who plays Krug, Krug, or maybe Kruge? Who plays Kruge, the Klingon commander that tastes Kirk's boot before falling to his fiery lava death in Star Trek: The Search for Spock? Uh, that is Gene. Um, that guy, uh, but I'm blanking on his name now. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, was, I go. was like, is it Doc Brown? Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally Doc Brown. Yeah, you're right. It is totally Doc Brown. It's Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, good get on that one, guys. Um, this this should be my category because I once survived a two and a half story fall with only three broken limbs to tell. That's true. To, that's true. Talk about it. Yes. I remember that. Three uh, is almost all of them. That's a lot of broken. I know. Limbs. That's yeah, as, yeah. that's as many as that's as many as Anakin lost. <laughs> All right. Thank, no. Thankfully, there was no there was no lava involved in my fall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would have been weird. Just like painting yeah. your house, or you know. All right, uh, Aaron and John, you guys get number four here. Marvel has flip flopped on what character's death. First, saying that her neck breaks when Spidey stops her plummet, but later editing out the distinct sound effect and saying that she died of heart failure from the shock of falling. That would be Gwen Stacy. It sure would be. It sure would be. It is indeed Gwen Stacy, and I guess she doesn't fit the category because it was the fall that killed her. (laughs) Eventually. Eventually. (laughs) All right. Back over to Kevin and John. Number five. Despite the 15 bullets Robocop shoots him with, it's the 100-story fall that kills what recently former OCP president? Uh, I'm pretty positive that's Dick Jones. Right, John? I think we lost John. John, did we lose you? Oh. oh. <laughs> Sorry. Did I forget which team I'm on here? Oh. <laughs> it's you and Kevin. John L. All right. Um, so this is to us here. All right. Yes. All right. I'm pretty sure this is Dick Jones because Dick Jones controls the cops, um, and that guy works for Dick Jones. That's um, – yeah. There, that, that definitely is a name of an uh, OCP executive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna go, go with Dick, with Jones? Dick Jones. Dick Jones is yeah. correct. Good job. All right. All right. So that was like a riff on Love Jones, like you're jonesing for. <laughs> oh, like Dick, like he's jonesing. Okay. All right. Yeah. I see. You can keep the E off that with that one though, because it takes a particular mind to connect the dots I just created. Yes, indeed, an adult mind, hopefully. Yeah, adult. A- adult. Pervy children. Yes, Dick Jones. Okay. Uh, so that's the end of two rounds. We're at the half point, and the score is Kevin and J- Kevin and John are leading with fifty points, and Aaron and John are trailing not too far behind with thirty. So now we're on to round three. We're back over to Aaron and John. You guys get the chance to select the next category, and what would you like? Anything jumping out at you, John? Why not band geeks? You don't want to do gaze at my ball. I mean, Band Geeks is that's fine. fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Band Geeks is fine. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about what any of these are about. So you know, anything's yeah. good. The only thing I'm trying to avoid is getting the majority of questions in a Disney category because I promise you, I don't know anything. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I was just thinking, you know, a lot about music, so I figured yeah, let's Band do Geeks Band might Geek. be a good choice. Sure. All right, Band Geeks. It is. This is about geeky band people. What are they called? Geeky musicians. <laughs> okay. Geeky rockers. Kind of like John Loffersweiler. Geeky rocker. <laughs> um, so question number one here in Band Geeks categories for Aaron and John. 
What rocker plays Bezel Boss, a demon that Tenacious D must defeat at the end of the film Pick of Destiny? That'd be Dave Grohl. I concur. Um, that is correct. Dave Grohl does, in fact, play the demon at the end of Pick of Destiny. And apparently he liked it so much, he's playing a demon again. Yeah, no, he's making a whole horror yeah, movie. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, that trailer looks good. Out yeah. of nowhere, man. Weirdly went to the movies the other day and weirdly saw that trailer, and it looks pretty It looks pretty good. That's awesome. It looks like they clearly had fun making it. We'll see what that's the right. audience thinks. <laughs> that's, that's half the battle right there. I feel like that's the key to their music, too. I'm not sure I like it all the time, but it sure sounds like they're enjoying themselves, so it brings me <laughs> along. Yeah, I think it, I think after Nirvana, Dave Grohl was pretty much just like, "Oh man, I'm rich now. Like, what what do I just want to do the rest of my life?" And he's just like, "Ah, cool. I'm gonna have a band. I'm gonna play with a bunch of other band guys I like. I'm gonna join a band with John Paul Jones. Like, yeah, that's that's what I'd be doing too." And my reality weirdly emerged out of nowhere as like a guy who like I always knew his name, but all of a sudden he's like the most famous guy in rock and roll. Like, he's, like, everywhere all of a sudden. It's weird. Right. Like, every time I turn around, I'm like, oh, look, Dave Grohl's on The View. Or, like, hey, look, <laughs> Dave Grohl for Walmart marshmallow snacks or whatever. You I'm know, sorry like. I missed that episode of The View. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good episode. Um, okay, number two. This goes to Kevin and John. Number two in Band Geeks. <clears throat> I've got a Dungeon Master's Guide. I've got a 12-sided die. I've got Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler 2 waiting there for me. Our lyrics referring to the singer's titular garage from what band's 1994 debut album? You said a band's 94 debut album? 1994 debut album. He was apparently playing a barbarian since he has that 12-sided die. I don't know why other, what other need, need you would have for that. I might have. I think some, uh, some weapons versus large-sized creature, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I'm that, yeah. Yeah. I guess if he was if he was DMing, he has the Dungeon Master's oh, guide. That too, so yeah, sure, if he's yeah. DMing, he could use it for all sources. But what I need to know is what band had those lyrics? John, By the way, we're going to you. making this even geekier. That was cool. Thanks, John. Yeah, I'm going to break it to you. I'm not good with music, <laughs> so we might be in trouble uh, if you need my help on this. Yeah, I, I'm I'm drawing a blank on on um, on this one. I don't know who was singing about. DMing an X Men in '94. Um, think who would be who would be a nerdy musician who popped up then that would have had their first album then. And as says in the in the question, I am looking for a band. All right. And so '94 that was like just at the end of like grunge stuff really and we were getting into like pop punk stuff maybe yeah i was mostly into weird prog and things like that in the mid 90s so <laughs> i'm of limited use on this one <laughs> uh, well we, we surely can, we can get a guess here of some sort uh okay, yeah so this would have been like freshman year in college who was coming out freshman year not to interrupt, but I really enjoy listening to Kevin mouth these words about music that sound uncomfortable in his mouth, like you know the pop punk. <laughs> this this question hurts me, Aaron. <laughs> Let's go. I I will defer to whatever. Maybe it's um maybe it's some sort of ska thing, like Goldfinger oh. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that 
that leans nerdy. Um, 94. Uh, let's see. If you hear a whir in the background, it's my father vacuuming something. Okay. Uh, when, when, did, when did Weezer's first album come out? Oh, you know what? I, I would say I'm going to put my stamp on Weezer just because. Yeah. I was I was thinking rentals, but that they're a little later. But but we'll go. That's maybe peak nerdy in that period. Sure, we'll go Weezer. You guys are going Weezer, like sure. a like a magician pulling the answer out of the hat. The answer is Weezer, and the hey, song. Look at that. The song is in my garage from the Blue Album. All right. Good job on that one. You got there eventually. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm, I'm not going to pretend I've I've listened to that album. <laughs> yeah. It's a very, very good album. It and it's like you know, it's like the top of the the ski slope for Weezer, where all the other albums are not as good, and they continue to be as good. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. It's a very good one. Uh, So that's ten points for you guys. And now we're back over to Aaron and Aaron and John. You guys get number three: Ice T, Justin Bieber, Warren G, Eminem, and Snoop Dogg have all expressed their love for what extremely popular first-person shooter franchise, with the latter lending his voice to one of the games in the series. I would guess Call of Duty. I would think Resident Evil, but I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's not exclusively a first-person shooter. So, so You guys going with... Which I'll one? defer to you, John. I don't know. I'm going to go with my gut and say Resident Evil. But... Uh, Resident Evil is incorrect... Unfortunately, the answer is Call of Duty. It happens. <laughs> so then we'll go over number four, and this is for Kevin and John. Number four. What band appeared as themselves in the 1999 South Park Halloween episode and helped kids solve the mystery of the ghost pirates, or pirate ghosts, using their mostly useless powers to transform into a cereal grain? Ghost pirates? I absolutely know the answer to this. Do you, John? Uh, that that's I'm glad you do because I remember that episode, but I don't remember who the band was. Uh, well, it's the it's the crime fighting band of Corn. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> it is the I don't know if they're crime fighting they're they're ghost hunting band of Corn. I guess if ghosts are committing crime, but it is Corn, and they do use their powers to turn into Corn. Uh, ghost <laughs> ghost pirates indicate that they are committing high crimes on the sea as ghosts. So yeah, they're they're not ghost privateers. That's true. If they were. Really- <laughs> That's true. If they were pirate ghosts, then they were pirates who are now ghosts, and they could be yes. doing good now. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. But yeah, you are correct. It is corn. Another ten points for Kevin and John. Now we are back over to Aaron. Aaron and John, number five in Band Geeks. What British singer has appeared alongside his then supermodel wife for their annual Halloween party in such crazy costumes as Eve to her apple and snake, an ape? a silver superhero, and a crow, among others. Uh, the only British singer I can think of with a supermodel wife is David Bowie. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't know their costume history, though. But that is a I British they, singer who has a supermodel wife. I or think had. I saw something recently that they used to do costumes together. So, yeah, I think you're right. David Bowie. Go with that. Uh, David Bowie is incorrect. Unfortunately, the answer I was looking for was Seal. Seal and Heidi Klum. Yes, that's another one. Yeah, have a very rich history. Why I don't think of Seal as being British? I just never think that he's a British singer. Right. Yeah. I mean, he is, but I just don't think of him that way. 
Yeah, he is. Um, all right. Yeah. And that's the end of that round. Uh, we are looking at the scores. Kevin and John are leading with 70. And not too far behind him is Aaron and John with 40. We've got the uh, fourth round here. And picking this round is going to be Kevin and John. All right, John. So, um, do we want to be nice to Aaron and, and John and take Disney parting words as our as our three to two question set? Let's go for it. All right, I've, Disney parting I've words. Got, I've got two. I've got two school age daughters. I, I might might surprise you on some Disney Disney stuff. Okay, so I can finally reveal Disney's parting words. This category is about Kurt Russell. <laughs> okay. And excellent. <laughs> in well, fact, I've got two young daughters. So, <laughs> in fact, what it's going to be is I'm going to give you. I'm going to read you a Kurt Russell quote, and you have to tell me the character and movie that it's from. Ooh. God damn it! Okay. All right. Name of the character. Right. <laughs> it took a I'm lot, sure he Aaron. Had, it took a I'm lot. I'm sure he has a name. I'm sure he has a name in *Romancing the Stone*. Uh... I will say there is one person here who is a much bigger Kurt Russell fan than all the rest of us, and that is Aaron, who has avoided this category. Kurt Russell <laughs> isn't in *Romancing the Stone*, correct? No, he is not. It's Michael Douglas. That's right. Oh, oh okay. Well, I'm, see, I'm, I'm glad we. I'm glad we discussed this then. <laughs> okay, so uh, Kevin and John, you guys get the, the number one, which is it's all in the reflexes. I'm raising my hand quietly over here. <laughs> Same here. And it's, it, the movie is Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, and okay, well, the character the, is Jack Burton. Then. Yes. All right. All right, Jack Burton from Big, Level, Trouble, Big Trouble in Little China is correct. I'm angrily putting my hand down. Well, you'll get your chance here too. So number two, this is for Aaron and John. Number two, you going to do something, or are you just going to stand there and bleed? That is Snake Plissken. I'm almost sure. I can hear it in Plissken's voice, but I can't it place it right. in the movie. Okay. I mean, I mean, there's only two options, so... Uh, Aaron and John, if you want to help him, John, uh, you can, <laughs> but... Oh, darn it! Am I switching teams again? Shoot. All right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's all right. It, it's a confusing John thing. No, no, no. Right, I, I'm, right, saying yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm hearing Snake Plissken saying it, but I can't place. I'm saying it's. I'm saying it's Plissken in Escape from New York. But uh, that's what I would say. But I, I just good. can't. I can't hear what part of the movie it's in. But that's. Go ahead. That sounds right to me. Well, unfortunately, the answer is Wyatt Earp from Tombstone. It is, God. It is, and, oh, and when you said you yeah. heard it in Snake Plissken's voice, he basically says it in Snake Plissken's voice. In yeah, that's that when movie. he's smacking the crap out of uh, what's his name. Yes, right? that's uh, when he's Billy Bob Thornton. He, that's when he's beating up Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, uh, he says that, that way because I'm like, I know almost every line from Escape from New York, but I yeah. hear it in a Plissken voice, so it, I, it, I don't know where it, it is in the movie. Okay, so number three, this is for uh, Kevin and John. Number three. I don't give a fuck about your war or your president. Uh, this is Kevin and John L. Not our answer. So I'm Correct. Ahead. So I'm, John <laughs> L. Just to clear, this is the team I'm on, right? This is the team that you are on. <laughs> yes. Um, and right. this is this is uh, this is where I would think it was Snake Plissken. It's um, got the president in it. Yeah. Yeah. Any other president movies that he would? Any movie season involving a president? Uh, 
War or your president. I don't remember a war being involved in that, but who knows? Yeah. Wow. Um. Well, don't they have like a bomb or something like that too? Shit, I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry, shoot, something. I don't remember. I I say we go ahead and just do Snake Plissken Escape from New York. Sure, we'll do that. Yeah. Snake Plissken Escape from New York is correct on this one. All right. You know, it's funny. I was just down uh, in the Grand Hall at Union Station mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks before Christmas uh, playing uh, music at a uh, – it was a, a Union Christmas party thing, and that is where they filmed the uh, the gladiator scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with, definitely. And it's obviously – Obviously, uh, much differently decorated. <laughs> yeah, it we, looks have, we like have a lot of <laughs> we have a lot of love for that movie in St. Louis because of how they didn't have to change the decorations for anything in a lot yeah. of the scenes. Yeah, they just rolled in. <laughs> they rolled in and like, yep, here we are. It's a great thing living in St. Louis because if you talk about that movie in an open crowd, eventually somebody will be like, "Oh, hey, I was in that movie." Like anywhere you go, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. Like. Uh, I was at a uh, a talk. I work at a university. I teach at a university. And I was at a talk that a colleague was given, and he decided to use the sort of uh, escape from New York as a metaphor. And the guy sitting behind me just taps me on the shoulder and was like, I was in that movie. And then she told me where he was at, and I went and found him in the movie later. <laughs> it's nice. funny. It's my my, my uh, late brother and my uncle were in the last scene of Steel Magnolias. And they know this. You can't really see them, but they know they're there. It's a wide shot. They were walking down the street in Natchez, Louisiana, when that movie was being filmed. And a motorcycle goes by with someone in a bunny suit on it and followed closely followed by a helicopter. <laughs> and they looked at each other and said, well, I, you know, I guess we're in the movie. All right. Uh, so that's another 10 points for Kevin and John. Uh, number four now goes to Aaron and John R. All right. Everybody clear? Everybody clear on whose turn it is? Here, thank All right. you. I appreciate it. Aaron and well, John yeah, R. Now, this would be our answer. Okay. <laughs> this one. <laughs> yes. So number four. Everybody I ever meet goes in this book. And now I've met you. And you're going in the book. Except I'm afraid I must file you under chicken shit. Yeah, I'm doing some thinking here. All right. Think away. Um, nothing better on radio than listening to people think. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, Uncomfortable silences. This is what the edit's for. Yep. Um, it's going to seem uh, like you came to this answer much faster than you actually did. Whenever while I you think, <laughs> while I think, Jamie, did you explain yeah. the Disney's parting words of this? Yeah. So, um, so Walt Disney's final words on his deathbed was Kurt Russell, and no one knows why. He was he was an actor in Disney movies, of course. So, as a child, because nobody. I, I don't know the answer to this one, John. Yeah, I don't either. I I got memories of him playing a writer in something with the glasses, but I don't know. So. We could just make a guess if we wanted. I don't know. Do you have a yeah? Let's let's do Overboard. Do you know the name of the character from Overboard? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, me either. Yeah. How about Snake Plissken Escape from L.A.? Because <laughs> I know the name of that character. <laughs> Is your guess going to be Snake? Yeah, he Plissken sounds like he, he's got a book. <laughs> Yeah, I think he surfs at one point. So there might be a book. Who knows? Yeah. That movie yeah, sucks. Let's, not, let's, let's make it that one. All right. Okay. So uh, Snake Buskin from Escape from L.A. is incorrect, unfortunately. The correct answer here is Stuntman Mike from Death Proof. Oh, yeah. Stuntman oh, Mike right. from Death Proof. That's yeah. right. I wouldn't have known his character name. <laughs> Ever. 
So, back over to Kevin and John L. Uh, you guys get the final Disney's Parting Words question, and that's number five. And the quote is, first goddamn week of winter. And Aaron, even though I can't see you, I know you're slowly raising your hand. So the movie is definitely John Carpenter's The Thing, and his character is named McCready. But I don't know if we need to know a first and last name or not, because I don't remember what McCready's other name is. I don't recall them ever addressing each other by first names. Everyone was so standoffish in that movie. It's kind of why it doesn't work quite as well as the book, because they're kind of all jerks to each other right from the get-go. There's, you don't see a decay in their relationship so much. They kind of just go right from, like, yeah, I guess we're stuck here together to, oh, my God, you're an alien monster. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't felt, I felt like Wilfred Brimley was one of the kindest and gentlest men on the planet Earth at the beginning of that film. <laughs> all right. Yeah. But what was his character's first name? Uh, Grandpa. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I say I, we just go with escape. We'll go with not, the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> escape, escape, from the, escape from the thing. Uh, escape from Antarctica. So John Carpenter's the thing and McCready. Yeah. John Carpenter's <laughs> the thing and McCready is correct. It's R.J. McCready, but R. I will get McCready. RJ? Right. Yeah. So he doesn't have a first name, just initials. Okay. It so turns out in the script yeah. his name is Rick James McCready. <laughs> and we learn that cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah. It is. It is. That ends the second half of the Geek Trivia Podcast today. The scores going into Thunderdome are Kevin and John leading with 100, and Aaron and John behind them with 40. But... There's plenty of room to catch up here in the Thunderdome round, and here's how that works. It's time for Thunderdome. In this final round, each team will choose one member to compete. They will then take turns choosing a category and answering the question given with no help from their teammate. Correct answers are worth 10 points each. If a player fails to answer a question correctly, they are eliminated from Thunderdome and replaced by their teammate. Play continues until all the questions have been asked or both players on a single team are eliminated. Aaron and John R., who is going to represent your team first? I propose you, Aaron. Um, I think you're a stronger trivia player, and let's get the most bang for that. Well, I'll be happy to bang Thunderdome. Let's get banging. So you have the choice, then, of gazing to my ball or rock'em sock'em. Uh, I have no idea. Obviously, you've written these to be tricksy, so bit. I don't know what anything means, and so I'll just pick Gaze Into My Ball. Gaze Into My Ball is about fortune tellers, okay. and number one in Gaze Into My Ball is, where does the fortune teller in Pee-wee's Big Adventure tell Pee-wee his stolen bike is located? The Alamo. The Alamo is correct. That is ten points for that correct answer. Team of Kevin and John L., who is representing your team first? Why don't you take it off? Sure thing. Do you want a question from Gaze Into My Ball, which is about fortune tellers, or Rock'em Sock'em, which is about question marks? Let's fill in that question mark and find out what Rock'em Sock'em is about. All right, Rock'em Sock'em, I wasn't being too tricksy. It's just about fighting robots. So you guys get uh, you get the question, what Comedy Central show featured such greats as Hexadecimator, Buzzsaw, and Vlad the Impaler fight it out for seven seasons? Uh, Battlebots. Battlebots is correct. That is ten points, bringing you up to 110. Uh, back to Aaron. You have your choice of gaze into my ball or rock'em sock'em. Um, 
I'll do the gaze into my ball again. Okay, gaze into my ball number two. A child version of Tom Hanks uses a Zoltar fortune-telling machine to wish himself into an adult in what 1988 film? It's Bidge. I mean, Big. It is Bidge. <laughs> I mean, Big. Sorry, yeah, you're right. It is Big. Excellent movie. Uh, back over to Kevin. I like the part where they play the piano with their feet. That was a good part. Him and Robert Loja. Robert Loja. <laughs> nobody, nobody can say the man's name. Anymore. Oh, no, no. It's always Robert. R for Robert Loja. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Kevin, back over to you. Which I, uh, I like fighting robots, so let's keep with fighting robots. Fighting Rock robots it is. Number two, what 1989 film sees war replaced by giant robot fighting and tells the story of a battle over Alaska between Russia and the U.S.? I know this. Give me a second. Okay. It's got extreme spelling in it for some reason in the title. Um, <laughs> like I'm picturing... It's it's robot jocks, right? With like a J O X for jocks. Is that your answer? That is my answer. That is a correct answer. It is robot jocks with some extreme spelling of jocks. I don't know why you need to spell jocks extreme. It's already pretty extreme. Um, the X is for copyright. <laughs> that's true. That is true. All right, that brings you up to one twenty. Aaron, or Aaron, back over to you. Which category would you like? I've been doing pretty good gazing into balls, so okay. I'll stick with ball. I'll stick with the balls. All right, then number three in gazing my ball, Katrina is a fortune telling panther that shows up randomly in what Nintendo Wii and DS series of games? Hey, this is where I stopped doing well in the gaze into my <laughs> ball category. Um, I don't know. Uh, could you read it one more time, yeah. please, so I can make a dumb guess? Katrina is a fortune teller panther that shows up randomly in what Nintendo Wii and DS series of games? Yeah, I don't, I don't have a. Uh, let's say, uh, 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 Wii Sports. Uh, Wii Sports is incorrect. Unfortunately, the answer is Animal Crossing, and that will eliminate you out of Thunderdome. So now uh, we'll go back over to Kevin and John, and or I'm sorry, Kevin. Kevin, you have the choice of categories. Uh, we're, let's keep hitting the robots. Rock 'em, sock 'em. You're gonna keep hitting them robots. Number three. What planet do the titular characters from the Transformers films and shows hail from? Uh, I believe that they hail from the fine planet Cybertron. Cybertron is correct. Good job on that one. Uh, so now we're back over to Aaron and John's team, and Aaron is eliminated. So, John, you are up. Uh, which category would you like? I think gaze into my ball. Gaze into my ball it is. Number four, Brody and T.S. visit a topless fortune teller with three nipples at the flea market in what Kevin Smith film? That would be Mall Rats. That is, in fact, Mall Rats. Back over to Kevin. Uh, which category would you like? Uh, we'll stick with robots. Rock'em Sock'em. Rock'em Sock'em. Number four, what tabletop game was released in 1984 by FASA was known for a highly customizable fighting robots and a hex-based combat map? So, I'm almost positive that it is Battletech. Um, I want to say MechWarrior was later, but Battletech was the original. Uh, Battletech is correct. The, um, the originally, originally was Battletech. Droids, but Lucas hit him with a C and D. Oh, really? I didn't among know the that. Rarest, among the rarest of treasures would be a, a BattleTech box set that says Battle Droids on the front. Wow. I didn't know that, but I will look out for it in the future. 
Okay, and John R., back over to you. Um, I will pick Gazing My Ball again. Okay, Gazing in My Ball. What Shakespeare play sees the three witches divine the fortune of the main character using the line, Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble? That would be Macbeth. You are correct. That is, in fact, Macbeth. And now for the final question, it is back over to you, uh, Kevin. And you get the final, you get number five in Rock'em Sock'em. What is the collective name of the half-organic, half-mechanical monsters sent by the Drool Empire to try and destroy Voltron? Oh, dear. Um, uh, is it like Bioborgs? I'm going to say Bioborgs. Bioborgs is incorrect. The correct answer is Robeasts. But it doesn't matter because... Kevin and John, you ended up with 140 to Aaron and John's 80 points, winning Geek Trivia Online's first episode. Congratulations. Very good game, you guys. Good game, you guys. Everyone did real well. Go forward to the giveaway cruise. Yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately, Kevin and John will have to send you uh, postcards from the giveaway cruise. They send postcards. Uh, do uh, do oh, Aaron and John get the home game then? Aaron and John do get a copy of the home game and a collection of other uh, items from our sponsors, which are nobody. So there's nothing. Um, no rice <laughs> No Well, I, I got some rice <laughs> I've sent you some rice John. I got some in my cabinet. Awesome. Um, good job, everybody. Aaron and John, I, I, I couldn't help but notice, and this is a lot of times with, with trivia games, it all comes down to the luck luck of the questions you get and that seems like you guys were getting some of the harder ones today for sure it's the way it works no worries yeah it was a lot of fun thank you thank you for having us that was a exceptionally fun time and i look forward to possibly doing it again cool absolutely either either online or in in public around lvu st louis people so i will uh oh absolutely yeah hopefully the world can get a little bit more back to normal and we can get out again without risk of uh dying i guess dying yeah so at the end here i want to uh, if you guys want to plug anything you want to shout out anybody um we'll go ahead and start with uh start with uh aaron you want to shout out anything i know you already plugged the podcast but uh how about hitting with that that name of that podcast again yeah, I'll just mention what it is. If you like horror movies, but you're not super well-versed in it, and you'd like to go deeper, our whole podcast concept is to introduce you to horror that you've never seen and give you new ways to talk about or talk and think about horror that you've known for and loved for years. So check us out at Discover the Horror, which you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can also go straight to discoverthehorror.com and find us there. And yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, it yeah, absolutely. This is a load of bla- a blast. Uh, John, John R., how about you? Anything you want to shout out, plug out? I have nothing uh, unless you want to buy some Girl Scout cookies for my niece. Um, but <laughs> All right. Other than that, um, <laughs> thanks for having me. Um, I do, and I will get with you after we're done recording here because uh, I need a, I need a new dealer. Um, Kevin, how about you? You want to shout out anybody or say anything? Uh. Just shout out again to the uh, the live version of Geek Trivia that hopefully will be starting again in February at the Heavy Anchor in St. Louis. We play on Tuesday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Uh, generally doesn't go terribly late, and it is free to play. And I'm going to say 9-ish. If you can get there, eh, 9.15, 9-ish. <laughs> uh, and then John L., well, I already shamelessly self-promoted earlier, and I was going to say Girl Scouts cookies, but then he took that. So I'll just I'll just give a public service to any uh, any Python programmers out there. Check out Parse, which is a package in in uh, 
Uh, PackageNX, it, it works like F-strings, only in reverse, and it says, save me ridiculous amounts of time. You'll love it. All right. Uh, a, a fittingly geeky shout-out, for sure. And um, I will also hit you up for some grocery cookies after this. So, Oh, sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for everybody, uh, everybody for being on. Um, you guys were great. This has been Geek Trivia Online. Uh, make sure to check out our Patreon if you um, are so inclined to hop over there. You'll get some some cool stuff, maybe. Uh, you might think it's cool, I should say. You will get some stuff. Um, and uh, otherwise, just uh, look forward. We're gonna be I'm going to be doing these bi-weekly uh, to start with. And I will just uh, say goodbye until next episode. Thank you for listening. This has been Geek Trivia Online. Our theme music was composed by Raglani. You can find him at key2recordings.bandcamp.com. Make sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash geektriviaonline and subscribe to hear new episodes wherever you get your podcasts.